testing started. Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of Inside the Brain Of. Well, I'll interview a manual therapist to get inside their brain and try to understand their approach to patient or client management. My name, my name is Eric Nelson and I'm a board certified sports chiropractor and neurokinetic therapy instructor. This podcast is dedicated to helping manual therapists to better incorporate NKT concepts and ideas into their practice. If you're listening and you're not an NKT provider, hopefully this podcast will give you some insight as to what NKT is and how you can utilize it to help your patients or clients. Neurokinetic therapy was developed by David Weinstock over the past 30 years. David is a massage therapist from California and has put together an incredible technique that helps you break down patients' faulty movement patterns by identifying muscle imbalances and then determining specifically what muscles aren't firing properly and which muscles are compensating for them. From this information, you can then determine which muscles require manual therapy and which muscles require corrective exercises. By performing the right treatment and corrective exercise program, your patient can change their motor control center and reset their faulty movement patterns. The goal is to stop treating symptoms and start treating causes. In addition to being a technique that utilizes specific muscle testing, NKT is also a way of applying functional anatomy, neuroscience, and motor control theory. Sometimes we refer to this as neurobiomechanics. With over 1,200 providers all over the world, NKT is becoming quite popular. Dr. Kathy Dooley just recently returned from a trip from Australia and soon she'll be headed to Israel. We have classes going on in London, Quebec, Chile. I'll be teaching in Denver, New Jersey, Detroit, Arizona, and hopefully I'll be announcing a class in Atlanta soon if we can finalize our location. But but if you're looking for a class in your area, make sure you check our website, neurokinetictherapy.com, and look under upcoming seminars. Or if you're interested in hosting a class, uh, feel free to give us a call. I'd also like to mention that in addition to being an incredible class, the NKT community is absolutely amazing. We have Facebook a presence, a private group on there. We have study groups. We offer mentoring op- opportunities. Uh, Dr. Perry Nicholson has a spree cast. Um, there's, uh, some of our providers put out different uh, blogs, and uh, like Sean Kitzman, my previous uh, guest on the podcast. He puts out an incredible anatomy Facebook page. Thomas Wells offers out pro tips to uh, NKT providers. Uh, there's Once you take a class, you can view some videos online, uh, level specific. And um, again, there's other practitioners that uh, put out some really good information. Uh, I do highly recommend shadowing an advanced practitioner so you can see the technique in action. In fact, uh, last week I had uh, Ralph Herr, a practitioner for Pennsylvania, come and follow me around. Uh, We spent the morning and we saw some incredible cases. So if you have that opportunity, I highly recommend it. Now, I always appreciate any feedback you might have, so feel free to contact me either through Facebook or my email, CairoRehab at Hotmail.com. Now, I I speak with a lot of people about NKT. And actually, uh, one habit I'm trying to develop is to become a better listener. So I do a great deal of listening and observing about what other people are saying about NKT. 
Now, while there's plenty of us that absolutely love the technique and it's changed our lives as well as our patients' lives, there are some people that don't really uh, get the technique uh, for whatever reason. Uh, one thing I noticed about those people that don't like the technique is that they don't really understand what NKT is. And for that reason, I always start this podcast with a brief explanation of what NKT is, because you never know who's listening, and I just want to give them an idea of what's going on. So hopefully this sheds some light on what NKT is. Now, again, as I said, developing my listening skills, uh, one thing I heard recently from someone is that their patient went and saw an NKT provider, they had a special evaluation, and they were told they had something like 10 different muscle imbalances. As a result, this patient felt defeated and thought that they were an absolute mess. They thought that they were beyond hope and that they would be unable to compete in their sport any longer. Uh, Needless to say, this person I was talking to was very unhappy uh, with NKT and thought, you know, It was too much. It was overkill. I can't believe they told the patient this. Uh, Whatever. They were not happy. And and, and, and really, I have no idea what that NKT provider said to the patient, but the thing that stuck with that patient is that they had 10 different muscle imbalances, which made them an absolute mess. This is obviously not a good thing. In fact, this is what is called a nocebo effect. We're all familiar with a placebo, and that is an inert substance that creates either a positive response or a negative response in a patient who takes it. The phenomena in which a placebo creates a positive response in the patient to which it's administered is called a placebo effect. Now conversely, a nocebo is a harmless substance that creates harmful effects in a patient who takes it. The nocebo effect is the negative reaction experienced by a patient who receives a nocebo. So in the case I just mentioned, telling the patient that they had 10 different muscle imbalances, which that's the nocebo, can cause a nocebo effect. This is obviously not what we want our patients to experience. My advice is that if you do find 10 or more imbalances, and quite honestly, I I do find that often in some patients, especially new patients, my advice if you do find that is to downplay it. Let the patient know that you found a couple things and that you should be able to help them improve. And this will help them move better, which in turn can hopefully decrease their pain and increase and improve their performance. You need to reassure them that they don't have anything surgical or life-threatening, and hopefully with your guidance, they can overcome any issue they might have. Now, I would think that this might be common sense, but the reality is you never know. I mean, I could see myself, you know, getting real excited that I found a bunch of imbalances, but you must never forget that what you say or what you don't say can have a negative effect on your patients. So please give this some thought when working with your patients or clients. I hope this helps, and as always, feel free to email me with any questions or comments you might have. Now, one thing I love about NKT is that there's a great diverse group of practitioners using this technique. And each practitioner brings an incredible knowledge base to the technique. And as such, each person has a somewhat unique approach to how they treat their patients or clients. Now, you can find most of these people on the NKT Scholars Facebook page. This is a private page for all students that have taken a Level 1 class. And in fact, once you take Level 2, we have an Advanced page. And once you take Level 3, we have a Master's page. And the reason why we separate this is that 
it's impossible to teach you all the concepts of NKT in a one weekend seminar. And as such, if we had one page, which we used to have, with all different level practitioners, it gets a little overwhelming. People learn at different levels, at different paces. Some people stay with level one for a year, some even longer. Some do you know, get certified after two months of level one. But the bottom line is you need to learn at your own pace. And if we talk too much or, uh, or, or, or too high of level information on the, the basic page, it's going to overwhelm people. And I see this because, again, I listen to people and I listen to their complaints and their concerns. And I see it. There's no need to overwhelm. So that's why we made different level pages. I hope that you can understand and work with us on that concept. And in fact, the main reason I created this podcast is to help NKT providers learn the concepts and protocols and how to implement them into their practices. Now, we have some interesting people that utilize this incredible technique. And as such, I often wonder what's going on inside of their brain when they make some of their posts. So without wasting any more time, we're going to dive into my guest tonight. My guest tonight is an incredible practitioner from Massachusetts who's a huge presence or should I say a tall presence, on the NKT Scholars page. She's very active in answering questions and making new or struggling practitioners feel very comfortable. She also had a large part in organizing the Vimeo videos that I mentioned before, and she's also shared with us her incredible notes. In addition, from what I hear, and I wouldn't know because I never had one, is I hear she makes incredible cookies. So tonight, I'm very excited to get inside the brain of physical therapist Jamie Francis. Hey, Jamie, how's it going? Very good. How are you? I am doing wonderful. Thanks for joining me tonight. Uh, you know, based on the response from the post I made announcing I was going to be interviewing you, I know everyone is excited to hear your viewpoint on patient management, especially how you integrate NKT into your work. So, first of all, I have to say it was exciting to finally meet you a few weeks ago at Level 2 in New York. And, um, you know, we were both there assisting. And, and, and my first question is, you know, did you enjoy assisting? How did that go for you? I love assisting classes. I always learn so much. Um, and Kathy and Perry were great. They they put a, a wonderful twist on it, very different from David's, just expanding on the anatomy, for instance. And Perry has this great way of simplifying things and making things immediately um, useful and app applicable. So I loved it, and I I just appreciate so much meeting everybody face to face, and it was great. I loved it. Yeah, I I have to agree. It was an incredible class, and even you know uh, I took uh, level two a while ago, and you know just re-seeing those concepts really um really sparked some excitement in me. And um, yeah, I agree. It's it's exciting to see everybody and 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 help other people because again, as 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 we all know, when you teach someone, you're actually helping yourself learn even more. So excellent. And um, I know that you you also before we go any further too is I know that you also teach some study groups. So uh, you got one coming up, right? So when is that, this weekend? It's tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon from 12 to 3. We have one once a month, and it's an integrated um, study group. So there's level 1, 2, and 3. We have one level 3 practitioner, Marty Benjamin, who helps organize the class, and he does a great job helping us all learn. Um, Excellent. So yeah, we I have know Marty. once a month. Yep, go ahead. I was going to say, I know Marty, he's a brilliant guy, so it's awesome that you are, are able to pick his brain and ha have him be uh, a part of your group there. 
That's excellent. How, no how many? How many? I had no idea you uh, twenty minutes from me. <laughs> that's great. It's only excellent. twenty minutes. It's great. Um, we have about well, the first class we had was about fifteen people. So we oh, nice. have a good good group of people that come. That's that's great. Uh, any particular topic you'll be talking about tomorrow? I think by popular demand, the biceps tendon being out of the groove, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is kind a, of my expertise lately, <laughs> working excellent. across the yeah. population. Yeah, it's so. a, it's amazing how um, sometimes things just kind of pop up and you see a lot of them. <laughs> that's yeah, kind of how I feel about one. pelvic floors right now. Seems right. to be everywhere. Yeah. I don't but, um, all right, cool. So um, great. So if you guys are around Jamie's area, which where where exactly is the study group again? It's in Springfield, Massachusetts, but people come right. from um, New York, Vermont, New Hampshire, oh. Connecticut, and awesome. Eastern Massachusetts to come to the class. So That's over. amazing. It's such an amazing opportunity to get together with other people and practice and, and really because some people do struggle, so it, it's a great hands-on uh, opportunity, and that's awesome that you, that you are uh, helping in, to organize it. That's wonderful, so excellent job there. So uh, let's start with your background a little bit here. Uh, you know, where did you go to school at? I went to Boston University, and I graduated in 2000 with my master's degree in physical therapy. And I started working right away. I started working at a VA hospital in Boston, in a spinal cord injury unit at Spalding Rehab. So that's very different than what I'm doing now. I was working with older people. Huh. And then one of my affiliations, which as a therapist you get usually three or four affiliations, was at Shriners Hospital for Children in Springfield. And when I was on my affiliation, I met my husband, or boyfriend at the time, and um, instead of dating long distance, I noticed there was a research job available in the gait analysis lab out there. So I moved. I moved to Springfield from Boston and took the research job in the gait lab, and which also turned into a part-time PT job. So I went from working with veterans to working with kids. So it's really <laughs> that's, cool. That's quite the spread, definitely. I know. I've been there since 2002, so for 12 years now. And I've been working wow. in the gate lab the whole time. At times, when I started, I was half and half, doing half research and half PT until 2008. And then I went full-time in the lab. So I didn't do any treatment from 2008 until 2012. So I took a break. Oh, how did you get back into that? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, we lost a couple therapists in our department, our PT department. So they stole me back. <laughs> I got recruited back to the PT department, which in all actuality was great for me professionally because I had missed treating mm-hmm. so much. And I didn't even realize how much I missed it. And then, you know, I, I, it was interesting because doing gait analysis for so long, I was not treating and I was not really keeping up with what the current trends were in PT. So for me to come back in 2012... It was like being a new grad. Mm. I had to figure out, like, what the current things were. You know, I had to learn about FMS, SFMA, and KT. 
so I feel almost like a new grad in some ways. <laughs> it's weird. Nice. So, so okay, this is cool. So you, you were getting back in practice. You really didn't know what was going on because you really weren't paying attention. So what was what was the – this is interesting to me. What was the first thing that really got you excited about, like, the whole functional movement paradigm? I'm really into um, sports therapy, even though I don't really do it as much. I always had this dream that I want. This is silly. I wanted to be like the physical therapist for the Patriots, even though I have never played a sport in my life. <laughs> I'm not athletic at all. But I just thought that would be the greatest job ever. So I always kind of followed. Um, like I'm a member of the strengthcoach.com. I love reading the posts okay. on there, my my Boyle's forum, and learning about how strength coaches and and personal trainers do their work. And people kept posting about FMS. So I'm like, what is this FMS thing? I researched it, and then I took a class. I took one of their um, certification classes. It was September of 2012, I think. And then it just snowballed. I, I From there, I took the SFMA. And then when I was at the SFMA, I met Perry. And he uh. started talking about NKT. He, he nice. Just, Showed. It was in New Jersey, and he was just in the area. Right. So he popped up and talked about NKT. Yeah. And then I, as soon as I saw this guy, who I had seen on the web a lot, mm. I saw him talking about NKT, and I said, this guy's a smart dude. I'm going to follow <laughs> his advice, you know? Nice. So I signed right up. That's how I awesome. got into NKT. Awesome. That's a great story. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. How many? I think we sometimes take it for granted thinking about how many people Perry actually has turned on to NKT. <laughs> I don't know very many people he, that it wasn't him. <laughs> right in the uh, New York area, it's which amazing. is where the people I know, you know. Yeah. No, I mean I took one of the first classes in uh, North Jersey, and. Every single person was in the room was there because of Perry. It was it was pretty crazy. Oh, it, it, it was nuts, and it was funny because I remember we were all trying to meet him for the first time because no one had ever met him in person. So it was kind of funny, but excellent. Okay, so you jumped so you jumped in. You took NKT, and um, yeah. obviously uh, obviously you liked it, and you you, you, nope. you stuck with it. Now um, now your practice though, uh, let's see um, you. Let's see. You said you work in the you work in the Gate Lab, and then you work with kids, correct? Correct. So I see kids from ages like from birth to 21. Okay, that's a spread, so, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a big spread. So obviously, I don't I don't do a lot of NKT on the little kids. Usually, what they're coming for is either they're having they're having surgery because we're an orthopedic hospital. So. Okay. You know, they're having surgery on their feet or surgery on their hips or they have cerebral palsy and they're having soft tissue releases or something. So a lot of what I do is straight ortho. But I do see, you know, some kids seven and up or so that will have sports-related injuries or pain for unknown reasons. You know, if, you know they might have a, a bunion or they have a labral tear or something. And I'll do NKT on those kids. Okay. Excellent. And uh, do you get pretty good results with with the kids? Super good results. Surprising. Um, in general, most of them get better fairly quickly within you know normal 
four to eight visits, they are significantly better. Um, and I, I've used it on all kinds of stuff. Uh, one thing we see a lot of is osgood slaughter's disease, mm. which is the overuse of the um, patellar tendon, the little um, irritation. And right. we see tons of that, and, you know, a lot of the traditional um, therapy is just either stretching the rectus or um, taping or just letting, you know, telling the person they can't do sports. But we can actually get these kids back faster and into their sport with the combination of, like, rock tape and NKT and breathing and all the stuff that we that I've learned. So that, I that's like awesome. really good results. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one thing, you know, I always talk about how my favorite patients are athletes because they listen to you, they do, you know, they do what you want them to do. But I'd imagine kids, if 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 they do follow through with the, with the homework, they just mm. respond, they must respond really, really well because they don't have that whole history. They don't have crazy um, backstories going on. Uh, you must, yeah, definitely. Now, you said you, you don't use NKT all the time, so what, like, what other kind of cases do you, do you see that you, let's say, you wouldn't use NKT in? Well, if I have a post-up kid, I'm definitely not using NKT on them. Um, if I have, I see a lot of kids with myelodysplasia or spina bifida if you're really old school, um, cerebral palsy, things like that, I, I can't really do NKT on those effectively, in my opinion, on those neuromuscular cases. And I don't do it on kids younger than probably age 8 because even to do a manual muscle test, like the brake test type of testing, is right. not really consistent, never mind a sensitive test like NKT. So right. for those kids, I just I do more play activities, watching them move, and, you know, proprioceptive exercises, you know, keeping my hands on them, trying to guide them, play, fun things That's like a, yoga and Pilates, stuff like that. Nice. Now, that kind of brings me you, you, some of that type of movement stuff. Have you taken any continuing education classes uh, towards that, you know, something like Primal Move or, or something in that, that realm? I haven't. I want to take Original Strength. Original Strength, yeah. I would love to take any of those things. I mean, a lot of that stuff is just, it's developmental PT and things that I learned in college, but again, I haven't touched it in years, so it's not fresh in my mind. But Sarah Young wants me to take original strength, and she's a smart cookie, so I'll probably yeah, no, definitely. I I've been listening or reading some of her posts, and it definitely sounds pretty interesting. But yeah, that sounds like with your kids that you're working with, wow, that would that would be a perfect uh, fit for you for you there taking those type of classes. Yeah, putting it on my list. It's a huge list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gets bigger by the gets bigger by the minute, really. Pretty that much, and the, yep. the book books to read list as well. Oh no, I did I do not do well with books though. No? I need, I'm like an experiential learner. I have to be there. Well, you know, like I as I mentioned on my previous podcast, I've been listening to audio books on my my drive to my second office, and man, I've just learned so many awesome things in the past two months. It's crazy. I'm really digging the audio book. Try that. Digging it. I listen to but, the. Um, um, go ahead. No, I was just going to say. I so to all these podcasts and learn things, so that's good. Yeah, there you go. See, it's it's along the same type of thing. You know, you get an audio book, you throw it in, and and it's great because you could stop it and go back, listen to it again, digest it. Oh, I love it. But anyway, so um, okay, well, you do you use the FMS with uh, 
or, or SFMA with a lot of the kids? It's funny. I took the SMS and I loved it, and then I stopped using it because <laughs> everyone that I see has pain. So what am right. I trying to do with the exactly. SMS? So I do the SMA exactly. on almost everyone that I – basically everyone that's appropriate. Um, I do that's the cool. SMA. I, honestly, I don't do a ton of the breakouts. Mm-hmm. I, I really just do more of the top tier and then really watch them move, palpate, do the things like Perry and Thomas and everyone says you need to do, palpating and comparing tissue and all that, rather than, like, getting into those charts. Those are a little crazy. But, yeah, it's, um, uh, it's interesting stuff. But, yeah, who has time for, you know, a 45-minute breakout when you can, you know, do some NKT and, and simplify the, the, the process? Yeah, nobody has a patience for that, me or them. Yeah, exactly. Um, good. So yeah, you must see some interesting things because you know I try to I do an SFMA on every patient that walks in my door, and it just I do it just purely for the repetition and trying to pick up different things. So uh, anything interesting you see uh, with an SFMA on kids that stands out? Well, usually they can't touch their toes. <laughs> uh. Their multi-segmental flexion is often really bad. Um, and some of that, I, I swear, is just normal growth, some of right. it. Yeah. But but some of it isn't. And a lot of them can't rotate at all. I think those are the biggest problems huh. in the now, are you, that I see. Have you, are, do they respond well to and improve on those? Oh, yeah. A lot of them have breathing huge breathing problems, and you can fix a lot with just diaphragm stuff, get them touching their toes and rotating much better. With those two fixes alone, it's just our yeah, I'm just curious because my um my interest in the pelvic floor has been sparked tremendously recently, and I'm amazed at how many people have issues. But I had a 15-year-old female runner who I've been treating, and her multi-segmental flexion has been horrible. But for whatever reason, I never really considered the pelvic floor until the other day. When I was like, oh, let me check her, and sure enough, she starts telling me about all these issues she has holding her urine and all this, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. And sure enough, um, now I've only seen her once since we did this, um, her multi-segmental flexion <laughs> improved the most it has had in probably you know the, the past six months that I, I've seen her sporadically. So do you, I mean, is pelvic floor something you see in kids? Have you looked? I'm curious. I've seen some, yes, some, not a ton, not a ton. So I've seen it way more in the CrossFit population, but I have seen it. Yeah, you can't rule it out. No, that's what amazing me. You know, I I mean, like I said, I've been looking at pelvic floors for a while, but now I'm like asking different questions, and it's I'm amazed at how many people actually have these issues. And as we know, you know, the pelvic floor is part of the core, so, wow, it's made me rethink some of my um, my younger uh, cases. So, okay, cool. So you do you do see some of that in the, in the kid population. Excellent. Good. So now in addition to kids, you also see patients at a CrossFit gym, right? Yes, I do. Thanks. How you. is that going? <laughs> it's going great. Um, I had an idea that I wanted to – see more adult clients to get more practice with NKT because of my schedule at work. I only do 40% of my hours in the PT department. 
So I don't really get, I maybe see maybe six to seven patients a week in, in my um, regular job. So I wanted more practice, and I wanted to do adults and sports populations. So I, I had a friend who was a member of a local CrossFit gym, and I was treating her, and she got real, you know, some relief, and she decided to just talk about me with the owner of the CrossFit gym that she belongs to. And they had me come in and do a free, you know, treatment demo on a couple of their coaches, and they were happy, um, you know, and wanted me to come in as soon as as I could, basically. So I've been doing that since October. Um, I work just two hours a week. I don't do it very much because my kids are little and I can't be too much away from them, but I love it. I think the CrossFit um, group is wonderful. They're like a family and they're so motivated, and they listen, So, and they, and they do their homework. So I really enjoy it. It's very, I would do it full-time, I think. It's so great. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty amazing. I, as you know, have an office and a CrossFit as well, and uh, like you said, they are excellent patients because they want to be out there lifting as soon as possible, so they'll do whatever you want them to do if it's going to get them better. And in addition, if they do get better, they're going to tell all their friends about it as much as they like to tell all their friends, their non-CrossFit friends, how much they love CrossFit. So it's it's a win-win situation, def, def, definitely. Now, you know, how familiar were, were you with, like, a lot of the exercises when you started that they do? Well, from my own experience, like lifting and stuff, I was familiar mm-hmm. with the basics, but not a lot of the explosive Olympic lifting. I had never done any of those movements myself, so I didn't really have a good understanding of what they were. But, you know, after you had that nice conversation with me on the phone, I bought Kelly Starrett's book, looked through it, kind of saw what the movements were, and then, you know, watched them in the gym a little bit when I'm there to see what they're doing. And I've been able to, you know, I I can piece together what they're doing. I don't belong to the gym. I don't do the, the movements, but I know enough to help them. Yeah, excellent. Now, is it a big gym? They have a lot of members there. No, it's a pretty small one. Um, it's got 170 members. I think that's small. It's decent size. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's growing. That's yeah. I mean, I think. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Next week, my guest is uh, Brian Strump, who actually owns a CrossFit. So. We'll find out a little bit more about CrossFit on that. But I think, you know, I think a lot of them strive to be around 200. You know, I think that's a good size. But um, Oh, good. Yeah, he's going to so, tell you a ton about it. I like to pick his brain. Yes, I'm looking really forward to that as well. Definitely a good guy, good guy too. And I guess you met him last, week, last weekend I as well, did. right? Yep, and ever since then I've been pestering him. <laughs> <laughs> I like to pester people. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, and that's great, you know, and that's what I, I mean, I've, you know, sat back and, and, and watched you grown into, you know, the NKT person that you have, and that's truly inspiring to me how you, you know, go out and help people, and, and it's just, it's awesome that you're not afraid to go out and ask people, and, and that's what we try to encourage, you know, new practitioners, reach out. And, and ask some people, you know, reach out to Jamie, reach out to Marissa, myself, or anyone else um, that's on the forum because we we want to help you. So um, excellent. Um, so how about any interesting cases that you've seen working with the CrossFitters? I know we briefly mentioned pelvic floor stuff. Um, what are some things you've seen there? I've seen lots of um, I've seen a lot of bicep tendons out of the groove. So I've put a bunch of those back. 
I've seen a lot of uh, C-section scars inhibiting cores. That's a really popular option. A lot of hip compression, iliacus facilitation. Um, but I think the most, the biggest one, which is common across everyone, is diaphragm. Yes. The diaphragm is huge. Everyone's holding their breath when they're lifting um, and, and doing things. And um, like just like you told me, I hips, backs, and shoulders. <laughs> That's all I do when I'm there, <laughs> pretty much. So I can't, yeah. it's 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 been a, a big game, and I've done some pelvic floor, and I've done some other things, but that seems to be the most common stuff. Yeah, no, without without a doubt, shoulders. I mean, uh, some of the lifts, you know, and it, a lot of times too, it, I find that people aren't necessarily getting injured doing stupid stuff. It's just uh, just putting themselves out there and doing stuff at all, <laughs> they're getting yeah. hurt. But, you know, uh, snatches definitely seem to be a common uh, one that people injure themselves on, as well as uh, deadlifting. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, what else, what other exercises are, have you seen that people hurt themselves on? Have you noticed anything in particular? Oh, burpees. Burpees, yeah. Double unders. <laughs> I Double mean, those unders. are things you, they just seem like damaging to them. They're always complaining that they're sore afterwards. A lot of calf facilitation from the jumping. Yeah, in. well, that's what, like in the past two weeks, I've been talking to a lot of females, and double unders is where their pelvic floor issues really uh, jump yeah. out. In fact, I was speaking to one yesterday, and that's what she told me. She's like, she pees every time she does double unders. And, you know, she thought, oh, well, this is normal. And, uh, well, <laughs> unfortunately, there's a reason why her jaw is an issue. It's because she doesn't, you know, her pelvic floor isn't working properly. Her core is not working, so she has to bite down and overuse her jaw. So, again, um, yet, you know, like you said, working with crossfitters is pretty interesting, or, or any athlete, because they're out there, um, you know, putting themselves out there and definitely um, bring on the possibility of some, some good compensation patterns. Excellent. Um, let's see. Uh, well, last week I talked about the necessity of having a system when you're learning NKT. And, in fact, I think you need a system to keep your life organized in general. But you're pretty well known in the NKT world for taking some incredible notes. Uh, it's obvious that note-taking is part of your system. Now, is this something that you've done throughout your life, or is it something recent? You know, what's your, what's your background story on the note-taking? Oh, boy. It was drilled into me in PT school. I was that person in the front row. I had my notebook, and I had a bottle of whiteout. And I would write my <laughs> notes, <laughs> and I would white it out if it wasn't perfect, and then continue. And then I would go home, and I would rewrite them. And then I would study, you know, I would just study by writing and rewriting things. That's how I memorize things is seeing, listening, and writing. So when I took the NKT class, I did a lot of seeing, writing, and rewriting, and then I watched the Vimeo videos, and I would I watched every single Vimeo video, and I would write notes throughout the whole thing. And then I took all of that stuff and typed it up, for really, you know, for myself, but then I thought I just spent countless hours doing this. I should share it so that other people that, you know, might read or learn differently, might, you know, learn from reading, could get some benefit out of it. So that that's just how I learn. I'm just weird like that. I don't know. Oh, that's not weird. That's awesome. I mean, I wish I could, uh, I wish I could read my handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> 
You like to do what? I like to make lists. Make lists. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I like to evaluate. When I evaluate patients, I always um, write a ton. And then at the end, when I'm typing up my note, which is a pain in the neck because I have an awful electronic note writing system, but I, I, as I'm writing my electronic record, I always jot down, next time check Sartorius, next time check this, you know, so that I know how to start my next session in case I forgot. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, I think that's a great thing is, is keeping track of what you do with your with your clients or patients because otherwise how are you going to know what you did last time? And that's something when I started at first I didn't, but I quickly learned that I need to make some notes here uh, because I have no idea what I did on that, that patient last time. So, excellent. Well, I know that your, note, your awesome note-taking has helped me tremendously, and I greatly appreciate it. And I greatly appreciate the notes from the Level 2 uh uh, last week already. That that was awesome that you got them out so fast because uh, I know oh, that does help a, like a lot of people. <laughs> Definitely. Now, um, what you know, we've we've been talking a little bit about um, new practitioners and some of their struggles. Uh, what are some tips that you might have for new practitioners? Well, the first one I would say is is like everyone else has said, just relax, learn the test. Practice them on whoever you can, the dog, the cat, your kids, your parents, whoever you can, and and just try the basic relationships first because they often really work. The ones you learn in your level one, they're, I don't know, 75% of the time, they work great for most people. Um, And then I would definitely say make sure you reach out to other people on on Facebook. Um, I have... Skyped with lots of people. I've written people messages. Thomas Wells is awesome. He's so nice to talk to. Um, Noah Drucker is super cool to talk to. Darren, Kristen, just tons of people. Everybody, on without exception, has been wonderful to interact with. Um, and watch all those Vimeos because they're great. It's nice to see th- things again. And just be kind to yourself and accept that you may not learn as fast as you might want to learn. You know, we're not all going to be like David's and Perry's and Kathy's and Thomas's right away. It's not going to happen. This is not going to happen. So that's my major tips. <laughs> yeah, no, those, those are some... Tips. Those are your major tips. No, and those are yeah. great tips because sometimes it's hard when you see some posts on the page. You're like, oh, my God, I don't know what they're talking about. How do they do that? I, I can't believe it. It's like, you know, don't compare yourself to anybody else. Just focus on taking your time and learning the thing. And that's why I talk about having a system. Do the same test all the time until you get used to it, and then, the, then start adding some other stuff. And pretty soon you'll get it pretty quick. Now, what about, you know, people get it with, you know, being uh, concerned about getting certified. What do you, you have some advice about about the certification process? Well, it's really everyone's just terrified of it. Of course, I was. I I certified with David, and I was so nervous. But then he was so relaxed, and he it was really more of a conversation rather than me. Like I was thinking back to my physical therapy practicals in in college where if you didn't get it right, you know, you're getting kicked out of the whole program. (laughs) It's not like that at all. It's so chill. You know, every time I Skype with someone to certify them, I really 
look at it at it almost for me as a great learning experience to see how people treat and you know if they have questions I help them but in general I think it's just a, a nice conversation and just making sure that the person has the basic skills and the understanding of how NKT is supposed to work so that they can advance to the really juicy stuff in level two so I hope everyone is not afraid and if you want um, you know you can always Skype with me or anybody else, and I'll smile at you and encourage you, and you'll you'll feel good. <laughs> Excellent. Now, how about, you know, we touched upon it before about assisting. Do you recommend that people assist? Absolutely. There's nothing better than being exposed to the material again for free and also being able to teach it because you don't you don't own anything until you can teach it to someone else. I really believe that. I've learned so much. Every time I go to the class the second time, I've assisted a level one and a level two. After assisting, that's when it was solid in my head. Exactly. So definitely, exactly. Yeah, you got to take it. Definitely, and then there are definitely some opportunities to, to assist. But you know, make sure if you if you are, if you want to assist, first of all, you have to be certified. That goes without saying. So make sure you get your certifications in. And also, if you are eyeing an assistant position, make sure you contact the uh, instructor ahead of time because now with you know over 1,200 people around the world, uh, there tends to be a, a, a list of people that are interested in, in assisting. I know in my New Jersey class, um, I had a waiting list uh, for assistants. So make sure you put in your request early because, uh, like I said, there's a lot of people that want to do it as well too. Now, um, I kind of know the answer to the next question, but what are some classes that you plan on taking in the near future? Well, I'm very happy to have gotten into Anatomy in Motion. I was signed up as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to get kicked out of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to go to Anatomy in Motion in um, a few weeks in New York, so I'll see you there. Excellent. Excellent. And then very I'm taking a uh, fat tool class. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of the fat tool. It's like Graston. Yeah, yeah. And then before. I'm going to go and do my NKT level three in June. Nice. Very pumped up about that. Um, I need, I want to take a scar release class with um, with Marjorie Brooke, I think. That, that's on my docket. What is that? Yeah. Marjorie Brooke. She teaches oh, no. um, scar hey. release. She's a scar she's release. You, I think. Yeah, yeah. She's um, kind of a scar release uh, specialist. And then um, I would love to go out to California and take that PDTR stuff that Thomas is always talking about, but that yeah. is totally going to break my bank if I even try. <laughs> break your break your bank and your family, right? <laughs> exactly. Bad idea. So. Yeah. Well, in, you know, speaking about going to California, we are you know keep talking about the symposium next summer. I so. know. Um, good chance that that, that will be that will be in San Diego. Looks like the top uh, place that we're we're looking towards. So there might be a trip out to California in your future, anyways. Correct. I hope Excellent. so. Excellent. I have to go to the motherland. 
<laughs> yeah, well, it's great. I want to let me tell you, I want to go back. I like, you know, there's a couple people I'd like to spend a day with in the clinic. I mean, it was such a pleasure uh, to spend a couple days with David and learn. And, um, you know, I got to meet Thomas Wells and a couple other people. And uh, I wish I would have spent a couple extra days out there so that I could have spent a day with each of these people because there's some amazing people that have been doing NKT for many years. And it's pretty interesting to see how they work. But, all right, so we talked about a bunch of things. Uh, we talked about you working with kids. Uh, we talked about you working with CrossFitters. Um, you know, so you, you, have, you have both of these jobs. I don't know, and you have a family. How, what do you, how many kids do you have? Two kids. Well, three kids. I have a 20-year-old stepson uh-huh. and an almost six-year-old and a two-year-old. And a two-year-old. Yeah. Wow, yeah, so that keeps you busy. So I don't know, do you, I'm just curious, do you have any any um, dreams or goals of opening up your own practice, or are you pretty content with what's going on right now? Well, I love working in where I'm working now, but I think eventually down the line, I think my heart is to be in a gym setting of some kind, whether a CrossFit or a kettlebell gym or something like that. I would love to work with that kind of clientele all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> it, it's interesting. That's what I mean. So many things have opened up since you've taken, you know, your the FMS class or the SFMA class. It's it's pretty amazing. And there's there's so much exciting things going on right now. And, you know, Craig Levinson talks, talks about how we're in a rehab renaissance. And, you know, I have to agree wholeheartedly. Um, there's so many more opportunities these days than when I opened up my practice uh, 15 and a half years ago. I mean, it's kind, of, it's kind of amazing. So there is that ability to go and open up in a gym or a CrossFit gym or a kettlebell gym. And it's pretty exciting because now, you know, there's kettlebell and CrossFit people that are taking NKT class and they're applying it. And it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. So, yeah, I think, I think you will realize that opportunity um, soon enough because the opportunities are there. Excellent. Um, anything else that you wanted to talk about that was on your mind? you wanted to share with us? I wanted to say thank you to everyone that's helped me in my journey. And I've, I can remember when I first took NKT, um, posting questions about cases that I had and getting like 30 responses and just feeling so happy that so many people were, were willing to help me, help me grow as a, per- as a person and as a practitioner. So I wanted to say thank you to everyone that's been there for me. Thank you, everyone. Well, on behalf of everyone, I'll say you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it, you know, it's hard. It's hard to explain this community. But you know, I think what you just said it helped you grow as a person. I mean, that's a huge thing. I mean, it's some people post some amazing things, um, and it just catches you off guard. Like you're not really thinking about it that way, and all of a sudden, wow. You know, how am I going to apply that concept today with my patients? And not only that, but but to yourself. And, yeah, I, I've grown tremendously in so many different ways uh, through this community. So I'm I'm forever grateful as well. So I'm thanking everybody right now as well, too. <laughs> well, well, I know that, um, you know, um, we've talked about some good things, but apparently there's a population in the NKT community that their biggest concern has to do with your cookies. Oh, so, we we got to hear a little because some people are, are are you know saying what what does all this talk about cookies? So, wh- where did this come from? 
I have always made cookies, and I'm kind of famous for my cookies for whatever reason. They just always come out really great, and I have, I don't know, 50 different recipes of cookies that I make. So it started in the study group. I would bring cookies to the study group. People started talking about them. (laughs) And then it morphed into bringing cookies to level two, and now I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to bring cookies everywhere, (laughs) which is fine (laughs) I love baking. I'm, yeah, I love making. You got to start sending them out west, I think. <laughs> I know. I think I got a, qu- a request for Japan. <laughs> I don't know how it's going there, but that's funny. Well, uh, Tomo, who's out in Japan, just got married, so maybe you can send him some congratulatory. Uh, I should, cookies. right? <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, uh, well, wonderful. Um, you know, I've enjoyed. Uh, Again, as I mentioned earlier, I enjoy your posts, and you know when you welcome people to the forum and you answer their questions, it, it makes me happy knowing that there's people like you that care that much about our community. Um, it, it's awesome. So the the work you're doing is is greatly appreciated. If if no one has thanked you on behalf of 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 us, I, I definitely like to thank you for taking the time to do what you do because uh, you know you're not getting paid for it on any level, so. <laughs> It's really uh it, it's really awesome that you do take that time and you spend you spend that. So so thank you for all that you do. No and problem. um my pleasure. Yeah, it's good stuff and and I'm looking forward to hanging out with you uh at, at Anatomy in Motion in a couple of weeks. That's going to be a, a great class. I mean, that video, those videos that Noah posted the other day were just mind-blowing. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I I need to like grill him further on those. <laughs> They're amazing. <laughs> yeah, I I want to learn some of that. That that is for sure. You know, it, it's it's incredible. And and I have to say too, you know, just to call out Noah a little bit. You know, I remember when he, I assisted at his level one class, and to see his growth over the past six months, eight months, whatever it's been, it's just been phenomenal. I mean, he's he's one who takes notes a lot as well too, and you could see he's he's just a brilliant guy. So it's awesome having him in the community as well. So, excellent. Well, thank you so much for, for joining me here on episode number seven. And I'd just like to point out a couple people that I will be interviewing. Uh, as I mentioned, Brian Strump, who's a chiropractor who owns a CrossFit. Um, he'll be my next guest. Then I have the one and only Dr. Cassie Dooley lined up. Michael Jackson, physical therapist, lined up. And uh, one of my favorite people, John the Greek, is on the docket. And today I also uh, signed up uh, Christopher Warden. I look forward to talking to him as well. And believe me, um, there's a lot of people I'd like to talk to and like to get inside their brains because uh, there's just some really smart people in our community. And if, if anybody has a request or is interested in being interviewed, feel free to drop me a line because... I believe me, I would like to talk to all, all 1,200 or whatever there is on here because I know everybody has something to offer, uh, even the brand new people. So, so please don't be shy. If you have something you'd like to talk about, uh, I'm, I'm down for that. So just send me a note. And also on that note, I say make sure you uh, like my Facebook page inside the brain of, and that way you'll get all the updates to uh, to all my podcasts. 
As I mentioned before, I'll be teaching in Denver in May. I can use a few more students to sign up for that class, so so feel free to uh, to share this information with your friends that live out in that area. I'll be teaching a level one in June in New Jersey, a level two in New Jersey in August. I'll be teaching a level one in September in Detroit and October in Arizona. And I have some others lined up like Atlanta. This is like I'm so so close to having that finalized. Um, but I'm not 100% sure on the date at this particular moment. And again, as always, your feedback is greatly appreciated. So feel free to contact me or friend me on Facebook or send me an email at CairoRehab at Hotmail.com. Thanks for joining me, and I'll see you next time.